It's Jen the Builder. And Corey. And we are on the elevator. Yes. Welcome. Welcome. And welcome again. Welcome aboard. Ah, yes. You know, Corey, we've heard from some people and they're really enjoying the habit um, sessions. And I have to tell you, I speaking of nervous, you know, we talked about nervous last episode, I get a little nervous because this is great work and never at any time do we want to misrepresent James Clear and what he's put out there. And to summarize like these amazing things in 20 minutes, like that's, that's intense and you're discovering it real time as we're doing it. Yes. So thank you everyone who's reached out to say that they're getting something from it. That's all we can ask for is we're just dropping the seeds at this point. There you go. So we're going to try something a little different. I'm going to take the the wheel and drive the ship a little bit, see how we go and see how it feels out there in those rough waters. <laughs> so in life, you know, we experience all these different things. We have these moments where we try something new, something different, um, mm. something that I tried that I found myself craving on such a regular basis was a few restaurants that Jen introduced me to. Uh, one of them was uh, China Republic. Yes. Thank you, Ale, for bringing that into your oh lives. Oh, my gosh, man. Let me tell you <laughs> something. That was, you know, just a wild ride. And then we tried Kingfish, which we took our mothers to this past weekend And it was, again, so we've been there probably about four times, and every time has not let us down at all. So we're talking about the experience of this. When I went to these restaurants, I did something that I don't normally do. I watched the atmosphere. I listened to the music. I listened to the um, the sounds uh, that was that were happening inside the restaurant. I, I paid close attention to how the servers were so different from other restaurants, which which add to the experience. Yeah, and so in that experience, I just walked away with a bunch of mental notes like these are my must haves, these are my need to dos, these are my no ways. I'm never gonna go to another restaurant like this, or or the restaurant that would have a server treat me like this, you know. Mm-hmm. And so in this experience, I just really wanted to ask a question, Jen. How do people experience you? What is the gin experience? Ooh. Where does gin land with most people? And how does that translate? And what have people told you? I know that's a lot of questions and it's, it's very loaded, but I just really want to uh, allow you to have so many different angles. You can really jump around in there. Yeah, I can really. You're right. I can jump around a lot in here, especially uh, for those who are listening right now that know me. I'm like, how would they describe me as an experience? And I love this question uh, because an experience, to your point, is the sounds, the energy, the vibes, right? And people are watching you. And and people and the experience have the power to make you feel good, not good, to inspire, to not, you know, those kind of things. And- People can start the experience or they can stop it. Right. Some people can pause it and say, you know what? I'll be back because I'm not quite ready for this yet. Right. So I'm going to answer just in general and then we can dig. Yeah. For the most part, 
Um, I am consistently very upbeat mm-hmm. and very much an encourager and a cheerleader. And people have called me, you know, the hype, the hype girl. Like, here she comes. You want good energy and you want instant engagement. Like, that's me. So, um, if you're having a good day, I think I have a tendency to keep you there or make your day better. Uh, if you're having a bad day and you want to be alone and left alone, <laughs> like you don't, you probably don't want to experience me. That's when you want to pause the experience <laughs> or just stop it all together. Yeah. So also I think that there are things that I share in as simple as they are. So let me explain the experience with me. I don't tell people how to translate the thing. So it doesn't seem deep. I don't share too much of how I translate because I'm just getting used to that as a coach. That's for you to figure out. You just, I just kind of let something land and see where it grows. And if you talk out loud, oh man, the experience with me is you're going to get to explore all the things that come up for you. Right. So let me give a brief example. So someone can, you know, really put this together. You know, in restaurants, high-end restaurants, they have this way that they serve you. They'll bring you your drinks first. Then they'll bring you your salad or soup. Then they'll bring you your, and then they'll bring you your, and so. When you say high-end. When I say higher-end, I'm. You're talking about not fast food? I'm talking about not fast food and not like like Coco's or Denny's. Although they do that at Denny's. Well, they'll ask you how you want it brought out, but. In a higher end, they, they have a particular way that they like to serve yes. you. And so how how are you serving yourself to people? What In what order? In what dynamic are you serving yourself? Oh, man. that's good. I think sometimes I do need to let them choose. Or are you just, are you just putting <laughs> a whole like, platter yeah. on the table like blah? Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> uh, if I'm being real, I think that's what it is. I think um, it just depends too, though, right? Uh what the presentation is, what the the thing is, is that we're meeting on. Right. Uh, obviously, I'm not going to be that way on a, a serious career development type of coaching session. That would be weird. Yeah. So I know how to turn it on and off okay. clearly. But for the most part, the way I serve is like, you are going to get greeted when you walk into my restaurant. If I'm your server, you are going to know that I'm happy to see you. I'm elated that you chose my restaurant right. and I'm going to give you the best seats as fast as possible. And when you sit, I'm going to pay attention to you immediately. Ask you if you have any questions, what's your favorite drink? Let me get that hooked up for you. I'm going to smile the whole time. My body language is very apparent and obvious that you are the it person for me at that moment. Are you taking mental notes or are you the kind of server that think you can remember everything about that? Oh, no, I know better. (laughs) I know better Uh, because I am so in the moment. Sometimes I'll miss details. So, yeah, I will. I will write it down. Nice. So I can make sure that you're being heard. Right. So the reason why I'm asking these detailed questions of Jen is because I'm hoping right now you're thinking about how you are experienced, how you're coming across to people 
and how that's making others feel. And if you don't know, this might be a good time to take that opportunity to reflect and think, you know what? When I did this, this person responded this way. What did that really mean? How did that translate back to me when I said something and then they looked at me? Was it a good response? Was it a bad response? Was it a negative response? And so that that gives us opportunities to really take notes on how we're mm-hmm. landing and how we're being experienced. And, and, and people that are listening, I really want to push this point. You know, if you don't care how you're being experienced, then that you're a whole nother ball of wax. But if you're caring about <laughs> what people are taking in when yeah. they're experiencing you, these are key things to start thinking about. Yeah, their facial expression, their body language, their understanding of what you're saying. If they're if you've said something very crystal clear and they had to ask you three or four times, what do you mean? I I, I don't understand. Can you repeat that? Then they're not experiencing you at the highest level possible. So just a couple of pointers. Sorry, I just I really wanted to put that out there first. Now, I like that. And. This could easily go into a conversation about people pleasing, right? Oh, yeah. So you want to give people great experience. You tend to do the things that you think they want you to do. Um, And it's so much better when you are who you are. Now, if people experience you at your authentic self and they get pissy and you've just ruined their day, you've, you know, done stuff to their Cheerios, (laughs) um, And that's not even what they wanted to begin with. Um, that's a really good time to reflect. Yeah. Like, again, what experience do I want to give people and come back to being aware of how you're showing up? Yeah. And so I this this question just geeks me out um, truly because, Corey, the answer, the question that you asked me in the beginning, too, is if people ask me, what do you think? That's another experience. I will give them the look like, okay, you're you're sure you're asking this, right? And I will make sure that that's really what they want to know. Or what do you need from me right now? Do you need someone just to listen? Do you need someone to challenge the way you're thinking? Do you need someone to support something that you're already doing and it's working good for you? You know what I mean? So those are totally different experiences. And I love that you brought up the restaurant because it's like a menu, right? It's like, okay, so here's what I have to offer as an experience with me. What do you need from me? Yeah. You want that well done. You want it medium rare. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so ultimately if you're communicating properly, then you're, you're able to give the experience catered, to the person that that's experiencing you. Absolutely. And it's still me. Yeah, it's still it's still hundred percent. Yeah, because I wouldn't I wouldn't continue to keep serving if it wasn't me, because that would just burn me out and I wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. that's my thing. So that says a lot about when people communicate and the communication style is ineffective, the experience mm-hmm. is not so positive, and they keep returning the same way. That's right. Um How do you suggest that that behavior begins to change? And and, and what should someone look to do to either alter it about themselves Mm. or if they notice it's happening with someone else? How do you begin to alter that? Oh, that's a good question. I think bottom line is this. Who who are you trying to become? Like, 
I mean, there's always this who we are today and who we want to be in the future, right? And then there's this gap in between. And that is what helps you determine the habits, back to the habits, to influence the behavior that you want to have. So, for example, we I think we might have said this already. If I am calling myself to be this, right? So I think of my future self. I want to be able to do a 5K. Mm -hmm. And I don't need to be first done. I just need to complete it. So my habits today are going to form certain, obviously you you can figure this out, right? Along with eating better, I'd be walking, it'd be endurance type of training, right? Right. Um, so that's what I would say. If things are coming your way and you're like, man, I, I'm people aren't experiencing me well, and this is who I want to be in the future. This is who I want to become. Let me go ahead and just think this way. So let me do it like this. There is a question that people ask, what would Jesus do? Right. Mm-hmm. WWJD. It's for me, it's what would a person who runs a 5k or completes a 5k do? Mm-hmm. What is their, what do their habits look like? Right. What does the experience with them look like? Like, I'm sure if I go out to eat with them a few times, they're going to be like, Oh, let's get a burger and get fries drenched in grease, you know? Um, so it's that kind of way. And I know I really simplified that, but I just wanted to make it easy to understand. Oh, some people need it simplified and some people need it to be a little bit more complex. And I'm going to give you that opportunity with this next question. So in the same way of experiencing things, you know, we've all been in front of a comedian or a speaker that just mm. really hits home with us. Right. Mm-hmm. And and that speaker is hitting all the points. Mm-hmm. And teaching us so much. The level of learning is just so tremendous. And you're just going, oh, my God, he said that. She's, she did that. And that makes so much sense to me. You being a speaker and you being a coach, <clears throat> excuse me, how do you translate that experience to your audience? What What is your mode or method that you're using to get the best experience. Mm. So again, how are they experiencing you, but just on a level where you're speaking and, and engaging in, in a large crowd, because this is not just a one-on-one type of deal. Yeah. This is a, a, a large group. That's a good question. And so <laughs> I'm stalling a little bit here because my mind is just racing with this answer. I've been asked this before and maybe I am doing a, an order of importance And I'll let you know if at the end of it that it's not in order of importance, it's just hit those points. So for me, first and foremost, the topic that you're going to be talking about, make sure that you love what you're talking about and you're passionate about it because that translates, Yeah. right? Um, So be prepared when you're up there and then just do the thing. Now, the way I am, I may have some bullet points of ideas that I want to hit and when you're really tuned into the audience and it can be hundreds of people, there's still an energy. You can still read people. If you see the majority of them smiling and engaging, you're going on the right track. If people look confused, get off the script, get (laughs) off the bullet points quickly. (laughs) And as you say, Corey, course, correct. That even applies there. Like correct where you're at 
and trust your gut and your instinct. And, and hopefully you have that flow where you can pick up on where people are at and be spontaneous and intuitively be creative about where you're going. I think storytelling is huge. Um, I've seen people who tell stories and they go in so many different tangents, right? Instead of the story being the thing. Uh, Humor is important. And when it's emotions and their intense emotions and those come up, you don't downplay them and, and play it off, right? Right. You just trust the process and letting it be, um, checking in with people, even while you're speaking, you've got to do check-ins with people and see how they're responding. And, um, last but not least is just go forward in faith and joy and be thankful for that moment and don't let fear consume you. And if you start, if I mean, and there have been times, Corey, when I think I spoke once or twice where I just felt like, man, this is not going the way I thought. And I just remember standing there, this is a moment for my learning and growth. And I'm going to think about these things later and just try to do the best I can right now. You have just experienced gin in a way that a lot of people have never Mm-mm. had a chance to. And that's just her giving a step-by-step point by point way to experience her and, and how you can do the same thing in your speaking. I think that was a great analogy. I think that was a great way to translate that. And I hope it landed with everyone out there. Yeah. Oh, and breathe, breathe for Pete's sake. Like when people ask something or when you're transitioning to another thought, silence is okay. You know, like, really take in what you're about to say, really listen to the person that might be asking you a question and don't think about your response. Mm. I think that's one of the, that's what I learned in those times where I crashed and burned. It's like I had a, uh, an agenda. I had a point to make sure that I need to say this. And when I needed to, or when I said it, because time was running out, it was so irrelevant. It just didn't make sense. Right. Right. So I think just being human Instead of being, I know all, I'm the subject matter expert. That's why I'm up here and really coming in with that humility to learn from them too. Um, Man, those have always been the most amazing moments. And I really thank you, Corey, for giving me this space uh, because people who do experience me um, see just the one side of me. And there's so much more to what we do. Yeah, there's a lot of intentionality that's behind what you do. It's a lot of practice and prep and build up and studying. It's just a lot that goes into it. It's not just this spur of the moment. A lot of times, you know, when you see great speakers, um, the Brene Browns and the... um, Well... I'm going to say Matthew McConaughey is Ma- coming up, right? It just Matthew went to one of his things. Uh, and, and there's so many more. Gary V. Uh, these people aren't just shooting from the hip. They've done so much flipping research yeah. that it will blow your They're mind. They're consumed with it. Like, yes. Obsessed. When, yes. When people say, what do you do for free time? And I say, well, don't you have fun? This is fun for me. Yeah. Reading and learning and experiencing and journaling and looking at other people and talking to them and finding out about them. This is what we do. Yeah. This brings us joy. That's what brings you joy. So a lot of times when you're in your joy and 
I'm upstairs in my joy. We're in having our joy separately, but we're mm-hmm. still together in enjoying things that right. we like to do. And Corey, I, I appreciate you giving me this space to talk. I think when we're on the podcast together, um, I am so much more relaxed when you're producing because I just get to go for the ride. Absolutely. Right. So, but I do want to ask, because a lot of people who are listening may not know you. I know that people who think they've known you mm. or have met you and, and have been around you for a few years actually take the elevator has surprised them regarding you. Like I didn't realize Corey was so deep and the way he thinks and the way he speaks is like no one else. And I've told people years ago, I have the greatest life coach. Oh my, I do. I do. And it's you. And so, you know, how, how do people experience you? Um, I would like to say they experience me very well, but I know different. (laughs) A lot of times, you know, my my thought process is so intense. I think it may translate that way mm. that I've been thinking about this for a long time and, and they've asked me the question. So now I'm delivering it, but I could possibly be delivering it on a more intense level because it's intentional. Um, but I will say this, I've never had anybody walk away and say, that wasn't interesting. I don't even know why right. he thinks about that kind <laughs> of stuff. People were usually like, oh, my God, I had no idea that you thought that way or that you thought on those things or that you can have a conversation about that. And and it's a good feeling to some degree. But also, you know, I just never want to leave people with an experience of. He's a dummy. <laughs> I don't even know why he's, you know, existing. Yeah, I just don't see that happening. Yeah. It's nice to hear, but, you know, a lot of times, especially when people are asking you for help, they're asking Mm. you for uh, experience that an experience that they need to understand something. You know, I've been in those situations where people have just left me high and dry. I felt like. Mm. So what what really just happened right now? And and that's so important for me not to do. I really want to leave them with something that they can hold on to. they, They can take away. Yeah, for sure. So I love where this episode went and just that overall question, how are people experiencing you? Yeah. And to really explore and discover yourself and all that, right? Yeah. Um, Speaking of experiences, I'd like to go ahead and save what next Wednesday's episode should be about. And it's around the word experience too. Okay. So it's going to be good. You've created a little mini session here. Nice. Well, before we get out of here, I definitely want to drop a couple of plugs. There's some big things happening in my life and in our life as Genco, the sound company. Um, we are doing some really great things, some phenomenal things. Uh, so on the last podcast, and I mentioned that we're going to be on Wish Bus, which is a YouTube base with 3 million followers. This, this program started in the Philippines and it just really did well. So they brought it out to uh, America and it's doing the same thing. So if you get a chance to check that out, please do. And the shameless band will be on the wish bus June 18th. Um, if you could support, we would greatly appreciate it. Also, um, that's right around father's day. That is father's day. Oh, it is. It is. Okay. And, uh, the second thing is our Spotify followers. We are doing a raffle where if you follow the shameless band, 
screenshot it and send it to the email shamelessband095 at gmail.com. You will be entered for a raffle drawing. It is a monetary gift. So I hope that you feel inspired to do that. Yes. And I know people are. So get in that. And thanks for sharing all that. It's exciting information. Yes. And can't wait to pate. It's going to be in just uh, less than a month, actually. So shameless band, we love you. Best of everything to you. And I think that's going to wrap us up. Corey, we're going to open up the doors on this elevator ride and say thank you for riding with us until next time. Well, you know us to take the elevator. We say look up and let's elevate. elevate.